0: Welcome to Gin Spired, brought to you by the TheGinShop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Gin Spired, Heather E. Wilson.
1: Hello and welcome to Gin Spired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful Juniper Lay spirit called gin. And on today's episode, I welcome back my good friend, Carl Richards. Today, we end out the year with a review of some of the best gin-inspired ginsidence stories of 2021. Welcome, Carl.
0: Well, thank you, Heather. I am so thrilled to be here yet again. Where there's gin, there's ginsidence. That's what I've come to understand. (laughs) The (laughs) number of times that you and I have talked both not only on the podcast, but off the podcast, and I guess... For every sip of gin, there's a gin stint, pretty much. There
1: could very well could be, absolutely. <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand. And speaking of which, as with all episodes, let's start by sharing what we are drinking. And Carl, what are you having today?
0: You know what? I am just loving this cookbook, the Gin-spired, the ultimate gin cookbook with uh, Heathery Wilson and Kate Dingwall, who put this together. And by the way, Kate's been a guest twice, three times,
1: three times now.
2: Yeah.
0: Three times. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So I am having something directly from here, which I know that in order to put this book together, Heather, you had to have some, what do you call them? Samplers, tasters, people (laughs) check and make sure everything was okay. And not just the food, but the beverages as well. So I am having a, is it a Serrano? Yep. Serrano cilantro GNT. And that comes with four sprigs of cilantro, some lime juice, aviation gin,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which I
0: haven't had in ages, fever tree tonic water, and a little bit of serrano pepper as well.
1: Yes. If you like it spicy, that's a good one for you. Oh, God. Yes. So today I'm actually having a lemon drop martini, which I just love. It's gin, limoncello, if you've never mm-hmm. had to lemon jello, you really need to get some. It is mm-hmm. amazing. Triple sec, lemon juice, and just a teeny touch of simple syrup. Shake that all up. Pour it in a teeny glass.
0: Mm, sounds delish.
1: Yes. Garnish with, well, I dehydrate my own. So dehydrated lemon slice.
0: Nice. Yes. Nice.
1: Super yummy. Cool. So today, as we close out the year...
0: I cannot believe the year is over or basically over. And this is episode 25, is it It not? It is
1: episode 25.
0: Wow. Congratulations. Thank
1: you. Thank you. One
0: episode left, I guess, for the season, and then that's then start season two.
1: Uh, Exactly it. (laughs) Exactly it. So it's the perfect time, I thought, to do a review of the years best or i guess what i consider funny gincident stories because the viewers have kind of mentioned that they love hearing gincident stories so i thought we would share six of our more
0: favorite stories of the year i'm on board all right so on board so i'll tell you what you can set these up because you had a chance to talk with all of these individuals mm. on your podcast. So why don't I do what I do best? And that's talk. <laughs> but I'll talk like a radio announcer and set it up for you. We'll count them down. What from six, five, four, three, two, yep. one, do you think? That sounds okay. perfect. Here's best ginsidence. Number six.
1: And we're going to start, or I guess number six is actually episode four, which is kind of fun and interesting, still fired distilleries with Andrew Cameron. And his story was so funny about how they started making gin. They didn't have a distillery. So they used their lawyer's basement and nearly blew it up.
4: Gin incident is the exclamation point on this one, because again, like you said, a lot of them can be pretty funny. Ours was actually like relatively alarming, but a uh, Now that we're looking back on it, it was actually really hilarious to the situation. So, of course, back to our 2013 DIY moonshining days, there was a moment where we were all drinking our gin and we started to create a habit while we were watching hockey. So everyone here, of course, is major Habs fans. They had made it to the playoffs at the time and we found that the ritual we had was to get heavy into the gin and go from there. But as Owen and I were working 80-hour weeks or more underwater welding, our gin stock was dwindling significantly (laughs) so we actually went downstairs we put on a batch started the whole distillation process came back upstairs got lost in the hockey game and basically at one point in time we all kind of just settled down for a second we looked at each other and like what is that smell my goodness what is going on and we just started to think and then at literally probably at the exact same moment Owen and i kind of had an oh crap moment where we both (laughs) jumped up we're like did you turn the cooling water on no did you Oh no. So I don't know. Fun fact on the distillation process, if you don't have your cooling water on essentially what you're doing, you're making alcohol vapor. You boil (laughs) this mash, which then creates a beautiful misting alcohol, which you're supposed to then condense with cold water it back into a liquid. Right. Well, needless to say, we forgot that component. So we both booked it running as fast as we (sighs) could downstairs. The air was so heavy. With alcohol, it was embarrassing. We rarely mentioned this incident, but mm-hmm. I thought it was wow, thanks. perfect <laughs> podcast little secret we could have here. Yes. And then we quickly got it turned on, cooling water in place. We started to watch it. We kind of started to realize, like, oh, you know, it's pretty fun down here. This is amazing. <laughs> so we started just kind of hanging out. We're making sure everything levels off. And then, okay, it started dripping perfectly. We tried to get back upstairs, and the two of us, our coordination was gone. Literally, uh, no. we didn't realize we were drinking so many vapors from breathing. You're breathing it in. By the time we made it to the top of the stairs, it felt like we had basically drank a quart of gin ourselves oh, in gosh. one go. Needless to say, the Habs won that game. Yay. But we decided that wasn't a ritual we wanted to continue or maintain. Mm. So that was a big distillation, whoopsie, as well as probably the biggest gin incident we've ever had so
1: that's a pretty major um, incident
4: <laughs> absolutely it's very different as well I assume from the rest of oh uh, yes <laughs> the people you've spoken with so I thought that would be a good one and very fitting for this moment
1: that, so. that actually is perfect yes and,
4: needless to right. say we're all fine the house is fine but yes. <laughs> like, what a, what a lesson get, learned yeah and you didn't get alcohol poisoning <laughs> we did not it was probably pretty close it so. was pr- yeah sounds
1: like it wow
0: year's best incidents number five And this
1: one comes from episode nine, The Art of Cocktail Creation with Steve Murphy. And he's the owner of Slaymaker and Nichols Gastro House here in Charlottetown. And he had a really funny ginseng story about not him, supposedly, but a guy named Dave, who everyone called Fun Bobby, which was gotten a little confusing. But he went to a corporate party and had a pretty major incident happen to him while he was dancing.
5: I do have one, but I'm not necessarily going to say it's about myself. I have a friend, let's call him Dave. So, Dave is traveling for work, he's in a corporate guy. And Dave's like the life of every party. Anytime Dave walks in a room people go, oh, good Dave's here. It's going to be a good conversation. We're going to have a few laughs. We call him fun Bobby. So so let's say <laughs> Dave is, Dave fun, is Bobby. fun Bobby. That's his nickname. <laughs> so this is if you, if you believe my story, this is okay. where so All right. Dave's traveling for work. He doesn't travel very often. He's got a wife and two kids at home. And this is his one night that he kind of gets to let loose a little bit and have a few drinks. So he's at this corporate event and it's with all his bosses and superiors in the U S with his head office. This is his chance to really make a name for himself. You know what I mean? Further his career. Dave doesn't realize how much he likes gin at the event. (laughs) They have, uh, they have a gin martini that they have special. and it's sort of their version of a gin martini and they've kind of done a little bit of different with it. So Dave starts, this is as Dave's first foray into gin and starts Uh-oh. to really, starts to really, really like it. So Dave might've been a little nervous and might've consumed a little too many martinis <laughs> too fast. So then as the event starts to wind, starts to get going, there's some music and people started getting out of their chairs and socializing and mingling a little bit. The more gin flows. And people start to dance, and the more the gin flows, the more the people dance. It was a typical corporate event. So at the front of the room is a DJ, but it's just—he's it's not on stage. It's not with big lights. It's just a guy in a corner with his—you know—he's his, got all his computer equipment, laptop, a couple right, of records, exactly. you know, scratching yeah. records. But he just—but a very simple laser
1: light show. Yeah, none of that. Just a very
5: simple <laughs> corporate guy in a corner. But he has all this. He must have had five thousand dollars of equipment on his table, and he's in the front of the room. And the table had this tablecloth on it. So oh, no. Dave starts to go into his old breakdancing moves. So it starts with one of these things where you interlock your fingers in front of your chest and you raise your elbows oh, up. But alternating. That's like the wave or the worm or something.
1: Well, the worm like came Oh, no, next. the w- worm's on the ground. <laughs> it started right? with the
5: wave. Oh. And then Dave escalated another martini later. He's into worm on the ground. And everyone oh. lots of attention and fun. Bobby's getting a lot of attention for this. And he's working out really well. So Dave says he's gonna kick it up a notch about a 45 minutes later. And he's gonna do one of those things where you go down on the and you spin on your back and you hold your knees to your chest and you go oh, so like,
1: Dave. Dave's a
5: tall guy, a little lanky, a little bit like Gumby, if you picture that. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe not as flexible as Gumby, but a little bit like Gumby. Mm. And Dave goes down to do the spin around, and he starts off really fantastic, but what happens, he's got really big feet, and his feet go underneath the DJ table, get caught up in the tablecloth, and in one motion, he rips like a magician, he rips the whole tablecloth off, but all the equipment went with it, the whole sound system went down, and all the music went dead, while Dave was tangled up in this white cloth under the table. Needless to say, Dave was very embarrassed by the time it was done, but nonetheless, Dave lived on. (laughs)
1: Well, that's a pretty, pretty true ginsidence right there. That...
5: It's Jin's fault, by the way. Oh, not Dave. Of course. Yeah, not, it's, not Dave. It's I've never, never, it's Dave.
1: never, you know, never, I can totally picture that the way you described it. I can completely see that in my head happening.
5: <laughs> it, it happens.
1: <laughs> it happens. Awesome. Ah, well, thank you for that.
0: Year's best ginsidence. Number four.
1: And this one comes from episode 12, Adventures in Cookbook Creation. It was actually Garl and I, and we were talking about when I made the carrot cake and it was being photographed in the summer and it fell on the floor. And a lot of hilarity happened both during and after that fact. Yes. So Heather, the photographer, and then... We have a food stylist. Her name is Jen. So the three of us, we did all the photography together. Like we were very much unseen. And so we we're always like laughing and joking around and things like that. It was going really, really, really well until we got to the carrot cake. And you'll see when you get the book, there's an epic carrot cake photo. However, there is a story behind it because the carrot cake is what I would consider one of, it's not a hard recipe. It's just time consuming recipe. As anyone knows, for a good carrot cake. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, my carrot cake is phenomenal.
0: Of course it is. Bread. So There's
1: gin in the cake, there's gin in the glaze, and there's gin in the frosting. So it's super yummy. But we were filming it, and it was on a cake plate, which we later found out was crooked. The plate was crooked, but we thought the table was crooked. We didn't realize it was the cake plate that was crooked, because we just bought it for the prop. So Heather crawls under the table where the cake is and you can probably see where this is going to lift the table leg up and put like you know a matchbook kind of thing to like to equal the table out. Yep. Well she lifted her and boy did that cake fly and it fell and we could just see it. it's like one of those slow-mo movie photos where the <laughs> cake just comes like flying off. No. No. And Jen and I are like because ah! we hadn't taken any photos yet of it. Oh my goodness. There was no photos of it. And so it lands oh, goodness. in Heather's hair and on the floor <laughs> and like everywhere. There was some serious swearing involved and Heather's like, Oh, you know, like freaking out. And so then Jen being the food stylist, she's like, well, I can fix it. We're talking smush cake <laughs> on the floor here. So she takes the top layer that didn't even hit the floor. Oh and goodness. She creates a two layer cake out of it. And so she puts it against the wall and it looks like it's a whole cake, right? But it's like, tilted and crooked. and Anyway, long story short, I ended up making an entire new cake the next week. Instead of 10 recipes, I had 11 recipes the next week. I made a whole new cake. The photo is fantastic and phenomenal, and it was a good thing in the end, but there was cake everywhere is here's another little slide it's larry's absolute favorite dessert carrot cake and all day uh, he's like i can't wait to eat my carrot cake because i would always bring the recipes home right to food home and he's like where's oh. my carrot and so i messaged him It's was like <laughs> bad news there's been a ginset your cake fell on the floor and he's like i don't care he Made me take the top layer that heather salvaged and bring it home in like a dish and he ate it <laughs> So, people know it is a darn good recipe because he's willing to eat it pretty much. Oh, my goodness. And that's just one thing that happened. So, I'm thinking there might be an episode of just Heather and Larry Ginsidence.
0: Year's best Ginsidence, number three.
1: And this comes from episode 13 with my really good friend, Julie Butler, and the episode's called Julie Tastes Three Gins. And she talks about when her and her friend, George, decided to go bar hopping, but they used their pedal bicycles to get there. And it was an afternoon and some pretty fun things happened on the way home.
2: Now, this incident also involved other kinds of alcohol. So I'm going to just say that up front. But here's what happened. This is about nine years ago. I was recently divorced, living in a house on the beach. And I had a roommate, this guy, George. We were just friends, but we were great friends. And we'd go hop on our bicycles and ride up and down the boardwalk. And every so often, we'd go grab a cocktail together somewhere. Well, one Saturday morning late morning. It was a beautiful summer day. And he suggests that we go bicycle bar hopping. (laughs) So of course, I'm like, sure, that sounds like fun. So we rode our bike. And now, just those of you that aren't familiar with the Virginia Beach Oceanfront, there are about four miles of hotels and bars and restaurants. So there, I don't know how many, probably 50 to 75 different places that we could have stopped at but we stopped at nine different places that day and had a drink at each one okay so we were having so much fun that it didn't like occur to me until I was about halfway like maybe five drinks in or four drinks in that I was whoa I was feeling it but we just kept on going until we couldn't do it anymore we just decided to ride our bikes home As we were riding home, one of my tires hit a little planter area that was like in the sidewalk where a tree would be planted. And my bike went over and I went falling right to the ground. (laughs) I didn't get hurt or anything. Thank goodness. But I was, I probably didn't feel it if I did get hurt because I had so much alcohol in me. George immediately Pulls out his phone to take a picture of me, and I'm yelling at him, "Don't you dare post that anywhere! (laughs) I'd be so embarrassed." And he didn't. He did take a picture, but he didn't post anywhere, at least that I saw. So you know, I got up, back on my bike, and we rode the rest of the way home. And this just adds to the kind of hilarity of the story is that we thought that we could just go back home and take a little nap, and then go out for dinner. (laughs) Well, we fell asleep, and neither of us woke up until about two in the morning, and with a huge hangover, of course. Oh no. (laughs) I know. <laughs> so now is it only gin that made this a incident? no there were all I don't even know what all we drank but I know some of it was gin
1: there you go I'm sure there was a martini or two thrown in there
2: oh yes definitely yeah yes. so it was a kind of a memorable experience but one that I don't really remember <laughs> Well, I will always remember it, yes. but I don't want to repeat it. <laughs> yes, very. Very
1: Yes, please drink responsibly, people.
2: Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I do. I, I'm very responsible. I mean, I wouldn't have gone yes. out driving for sure. Yes. Well, I guess I was bike riding under the influence. But I wouldn't do that anymore either. So no. there you go. <laughs>
0: Year's best ginsidence number two.
2: This is
1: episode 18, How to Properly Taste a New Gin with Leslie Quinn. And she told us about a time when her and her friends were out drinking here in Charlottetown or trying to, to go dancing. And her friend drops a bottle of gin on the street, cuts herself, and yet manages to go out and go dancing all night long.
3: So I am going to tell a gincident about a couple of my girlfriends, but I'm hoping that they won't kill me for sharing this story. You don't have so to name names. That's what I'm thinking, exactly. So it's one of my favorite memory of these two particular girlfriends as well, just because it was such a kind of a heartwarming thing. So no, We were still at a stage in our lives where buying alcohol at the bar was not necessarily the easiest thing, so we <laughs> <laughs> happened to be on our way to, oh, I want to say we're on our way to Hunter. We had a split, a mickey of Bombay gin, a beautiful blue, blue bottle, bottle yep. <laughs> in our bag. And my one friend was rocking these incredible, like, purple snakeskin stiletto heels. Wow. Nice. Right? Like, brave. I mean, she looked amazing. And we were crossing the street at Kent and University. And wiped right out, right onto her butt, in the middle of the street, you hear the bottle smash (gasps) as soon as she hit the ground. And my other friend who, (laughs) like, I don't want you to think like we were a big mess, but I mean, it it was a summer where we're all in the service industry. And so this is already her third phone of the summer. (gasps) Third phone! Third phone, I know. (laughs) And so my other friend was like, oh, no, your phone. And reached into the bag to grab the <gasps> phone. She pulled her hand out so quickly that he immediately looked at her and was like, you cut your hand, didn't you? And she was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then. No. We help her get up. You know, we're cleaning her up. The traffic has picked back up at least. We got her out of the street. We, you know, we're saving the things that we can save. And we're carefully getting rid of the broken glass. And I realized the friend who had reached him for the phone was missing. So I started, I'm like, oh no, where did she go? Where did she go? So we find a blood trail just outside of, at the time, it was Jack's pizza. But it's right. now Alexandra's pizza. And follow the blood trail into the bathroom. <laughs> And she has cut her finger, like, wide open, wide open. So we have it, like, above her head, wrapping it in paper towel. And we're like, okay, I think we got to go to the emergency room. And she's like, no, we were going to go out and dance. You're, you're not dancing with a finger like that. <laughs> oh, oh, but we did. <laughs> and you, thankfully, we got our stitches in the morning. Oh, my
1: God. Did you put, like, the classic electrical black... Tape. Oh, yeah. She was rocking a full
3: hand mitt of electrical paper towel and electrical tape all night long, just bouncing it up. And we had no other option but to order more gin and sodas at the actual at Hunter's at night. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean the fact that she risked herself for one of her other buds I think was so was so brave and I just loved the both of them so much that I mean it's one of those stories that you're like oh girls yeah. how we survived our 20s I'll never know
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that is an epic gincident that is a true s <laughs> it has all the elements of a gincident so right like bravery right, yeah everything the gin sh- you know, something happens to it, there's blood involved, there's bravery, there's like epic fashion, you That's know, right. it's got all the elements. So <laughs> thank you so much for that. I'm sure everyone's going to love that story. Oh, good.
0: Year's best incidents number one.
1: Yes. So this brings us to our... Top or last or first, I don't know what you'd want to call it, gin incident, but it's episode 23 Holiday Gin Cocktails with my co author, Kate Dingwall. And she told us a really funny story about how she taught her sister how to make a Negroni. And then months went by, she goes and asks her sister to make her a Negroni and There is a key ingredient missing from the beverage.
6: Yes. So (gasps) probably a few months ago, I taught my sister how to make a Negroni, (gasps) which obviously is very easy, three Mm -hmm. ingredients. So I taught her and she's like, wow, this is so easy. I can't believe it. And a few months later, I talked to her and I was like, how's the Negroni going? And she's like, I love it. I've been making them for every single one of my friends here. Let me make you one. And she trots over to her bar cart, starts mm-hmm. kind of guts the, her rocks glass, gets her ice, grabs the sweet vermouth, the Campari, and gives it a swirl and hands it to me. And I was like, <gasps> "You forgot the gin!" And she's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, there's, "There's gin." She's like, "Where? There's no gin in a Negroni." <laughs> oh gosh, like, have you been going around serving people Negronis for the last six months with no gin? She's like, "Yes." Oh my god! god. Now we've now learned. To add gin to our Negronis, it's a big step for us. <laughs> uh, yes,
0: I just have to say that <laughs> that story about Kate, yeah, <laughs> there was no gin in it, <laughs>
1: yes, yes, and oh,
0: and that's hilarious!
1: And that's even funnier, is yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes it really, really funny.
0: So six ginsidents. But as I said, and Heather is probably bore witness to that, there is always a ginsident when gins involved. That's why they call them ginsidents.
1: Correct. And there will be many, many, many more jincidents in the next season. So, you know, stay tuned for that. In season two, we'll be having even more ginsidents. And there you have it. A fun review of the year's best ginsidence. Thank you so much, Carl, for being here today and have a really happy new year.
0: Hey, you too. It's been gin-tastic.
1: It has been gin-tastic. I think I've trained you now to add gin to everything. I bet Uh, you probably talk like that to other people, though.
0: Well, it wasn't that way in the beginning, uh, beginning, but it's certainly become that way now. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, and thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to each of the episodes and the ginshop.ca for all your gin clothing and novelty needs. We wish you a very happy, healthy, prosperous, and gin inspired 2022. And until next time, remember, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy gin. That's pretty much the same thing.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, drop us a note, heather at theginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be gin.